Greetings from Pandora. Welcome to A Vault Hunter's Guide to the Borderlands, the best Borderlands podcast on the Echo Net. I'm Drew. I'm Jeff. Thanks for joining us today for episode number 29, where today we're going to be talking about the takedown at the Guardian Breach and the new Bounty of Blood DLC gameplay. But first, just a quick reminder that you can always get in contact with us via Twitter at Vault Hunters Pod or through our email at vaulthuntersguide at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can watch us record the podcast live at twitch.tv slash vaulthuntersguide. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Jeff, how yeah. are you? I'm doing all right. I am doing good. I got to admit, and you're probably very aware of this because we've talked about it a few times. I've not been, I've not been in the borderlands too much recently. So, yeah. You heard it here first folks. Jeff's quitting the podcast and borderlands completely. Yeah, absolutely. So I've decided not. (laughs) I've I've decided to take up a new life where I make money by hanging up pickles in people's garage. (laughs) (laughs) Step one, hang pickles. <laughs> Step two, uh, Step three, <laughs> profit. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're missing a couple steps there, bud. Nah. <laughs> nah. Not at all. No. All right, cool. uh, no, but I've been, like you said, I've just need to step back for a little bit because I've been like all in on it for a while and stuff and I need to find something else to occupy a little bit of time. So I've been playing a lot of guitar and I've also been playing a lot of uh, Jedi Fallen Order. So, nice. yeah, sorry, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order in case, in case that wasn't clear. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I still been playing, uh, been playing Borderlands. The, the meta keeps kind of shifting and stuff. So like. There's still like even though there wasn't a level cap increase or anything like that, there's still reasons to refarm gear and everything. So I've been doing that, but also kind of branching out a little and playing. Um, I've been playing a little Grim Dawn. Um, I've been playing some Stardew too, right? Stardew Valley. Yeah, Stardew's like just so like casual and relaxing, you know. Sure. That's fair. It's a nice follow up to like playing playing Borderlands and not getting the right anointment on a drop, you know, for them, mm-hmm. you know, 30th time in a row. And you're like, I'm gonna mellow out, plant some crops, <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, it's totally fair. So I'm looking at getting back into borderlands again. You know, now that stuff is kind of, like you said, it's kind of changed a little bit and we're kind of getting to, we're kind of getting to a point where it will be, a little bit more consistent with what's going on and a little bit more, I guess, I guess things that people are looking to get to are going to be a little bit more attainable is kind of the overall idea. So, yeah, so that's good. So, and there were a lot of good things to come out of this, uh, guardian takedown event and everything like that. So, but yeah, that was kind of the only thing that I did was I know that you and, uh, Beth and I played a little bit, just kind of getting, getting some stuff a little bit more ready and just kind of getting back in the feel of things for, getting ready for the guardian takedown. So, <laughs> and then none of it fucking mattered. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Should we just, should we just jump right into it and start talking about that? Oh yeah, dude, let's get into it. <clears throat> yeah. So I'm not sure how many of you have played this because on the day of recording this, it is currently, it is currently Saturday, uh, the, uh, June 13th. So, and, uh, 
basically the takedown came out uh, a few days ago on Thursday. That's why we decided to push back the episode was so we could have this one ready to go. And then we're going to have another one next week as well for those people listening. So you're going to get two episodes within the span of two weeks. We're going to get back on track. It's going to work out great. Yeah. So, so yeah, we, we did a little bit of farming. We kind of got ready and everything like that. We knew that it was going to be guardians. And so we're like, all right, let's get our Q systems. Let's get our, um, let's get our, brainstormers. Um, yeah. Brainstormers, all that kind of good hell stuff. Shocks. Yeah. 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 Hell shocks, you know, triple A's, all that kind of stuff. We'll get all that stuff ready to go. And as Drew said, it didn't really matter. And that's actually the first point that we come up to <laughs> on here. So, um, let's kind of, let's kind of take it this way. So you start the takedown. Just the same mm-hmm. way you would with the previous one. You go into Sanctuary, you can uh, you can grab it there. You can grab the takedown mission there. And you after fly you've completed the main story. Co- correct. After you've completed the main story and you navigate the ship to a completely new area called uh, Minos Prime. And Minos Prime is its own separate area. It doesn't seem to be related to anything else because only the takedown happens there and it doesn't seem like it's related to anything else. So you go down, you land, you choose, you know, whether you want to be true takedown or regular takedown. And then, uh, you go well, in true takedown or like scaled. Yeah. True, true takedown or scaled takedown. So you go in and the very first thing is some trash mobs from, uh, Necker So, you know, the mantas and the Koraxes and the Jiras, you know, all those kind of things. Uh, we attempted it right away at mayhem six, I think. Yes. Yep. And we quickly learned what was going on. So drew, what was our very first point that we made when we were making our, our bullet points for this? Yeah. Mobs is healthy boys. Um, (laughs) and, and just for the, um, just for the record, like girls can be boys, you know, it's just the, uh, like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Healthy boys. It's, uh, I mean, they were, the mobs are way more tanky than we expect, than I think literally anybody expected. Yeah, really. And, and here's, and here's the key point to that. We, you know, obviously we're, you know, Drew and I always talk about content creators. We are technically content creators. However, that is not our job. We still have full-time jobs and everything. So we're just doing this because we like borderlands and we wanted to bring, uh, you know, some borderlands content in a way that we felt we would be apt to bring it to you. So we don't, you know, we we're not looking at this from the perspective of us having perfect gear. I will say that we've probably farmed quite a bit as much as, um, many other hardcore players would have. It didn't really matter. Like that very yeah. first mob, we were already getting low on ammo, and this is with and this is with the amount of ammo that we have in our backpacks maxed out. Yes, yeah. Um, thankfully, on the like, I don't want to dwell on this particular topic too much because, again, it came out Thursday, and last night, as as of recording, like Friday night, uh, according to Killer Six and Jolt Dude One Three Nine. They had already ta- been in talks with Gearbox, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take that down a notch. Don't worry about it." <laughs> yeah. You know, which is fantastic because, so, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. So that's that's really that's really really good news. Um, yeah, it's really it's it was, really telling about where it was. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, it was. Uh, it's actually posted um, yesterday in the uh, Discord server in the Borderlands Discord server at ten thirty last night. Uh, takedown at the Guardian Breach issues identified. Fixes will start being rolled out next week. Don't have more to share at this time. We can confirm that the community voice regarding the latest takedown and update has been heard. Changes based on community feedback are being worked on and are going to be rolling out next week. This does include changes coming for enemy health within the takedown. If you experience any bugs or have any feedback to give, make sure you submit them through the uh, through the support link below. Uh, yada yada. So that's super good. I mean, kudos to anybody who's been able to solo it on yeah, Mayhem really? Ten or honestly on, part, on 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 any on any difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's it was. There's gonna be. Um, it's kind of funny because with all the changes and everything that happened to this game so so frequently, um, I'm just looking forward to the people that, like the old guard. You know when Borderlands Five is out or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like. Yeah, well, I played Borderlands Three back in the days of the original, uh, the original version of the Guardian Takedown. They had four hundred percent more health than they do now, you know, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of, kind of ridiculous. And and like Drew said, we don't want to dwell on that. Um, but one thing I'd kind of like to talk about that we hadn't really discussed beforehand, so I hope this goes all right, is. Drew, based on on your thinking, so we had one takedown, and everyone really seemed to enjoy it, and we didn't really have any hiccups with the first takedown, except for, I mean, there was some difficulty type stuff, but it was to the point to where, like, you know, that was when they brought the scaled version of it out and everything, and that really seemed to work pretty well, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so why do you have any insights, or do you have any thoughts about why why you think they just, like, totally buffed enemy health in this one so much then my only guess is the possibility that it's it's kind of like some of the other content creators have been saying like when we got the malawan takedown initially it was it was it was fairly difficult for everybody right yeah now homies are speed running it you know (laughs) like sub five minute takedowns and shit, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy. So, um, I think, I don't know. I don't know if, uh, if, if gearbox was just like, look, we need to really amp up the difficulty for this. Um, but like, that's not, that's not what we were really looking for, you know? Yeah. Um, like if you, if you want to make things difficult, you can, you can give yourself artificial difficulty by limiting yourself you know epic nng doing you know uh doing the malawan takedown with only an ice burger yeah you know <laughs> shit like that sure <clears throat> that's like that's that's fun and interesting stuff but like if you're if you are if you're maxed out with all your normal with all your your normal gear and everything and you can't even get halfway through this thing like that's that's a bit much, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's I. So when we were playing for the for the first time the other night, and and granted we've only completed this thing once, right? Yeah. And I was literally, we were literally about halfway through it, and I was like, I don't care if I never play this again. 
Right. Yeah. I, you know, and I, and I think the majority of it was because of due to the health of the mobs was yeah. the biggest part of it. So yeah. again, again, I know we've said this a few times already and I promise we're not, you know, we're not, we're not trying to dwell on it, but it is interesting. I, I just don't want this to see a similar situation where I'm nervous that they're balancing. I'm nervous that gearbox may be balancing things around that, like, you know, 0.001% of players who are speedrunning things or whatever. Cause yeah, you know, because because <clears throat> that's kind of the thing I I don't want to see that like I don't want to see it where it's like the person that is has is the best at playing it and they have the means to play it really well whether it's on like a high end PC or whatever and they have the time to get you know perfect rolls on everything for all your anointments and every piece of gear you have and everything like that and I don't want to see that person be the person that they're averaging it around. And that makes me nervous because because then that leads to a similar situation where like every raid boss in Borderlands 2 was balanced around a Salvador using a uh, using a grog nozzle and a double penetrating uncombed herald that had like perfect stuff on it. Yeah. Yep. And and eventually people got that figured out, but it wasn't like it. It's one of those things where and I know this is weird and it's kind of it's kind of cheating to say this, but so much of this game feels like it would be very different if we didn't have the internet. And I know that's a dumb thing to say, but it's like, <clears throat> there are so many people that wouldn't be figuring these strats out and they would be locked out of parts of the game if they weren't able to go and look stuff like that up on the internet, but they can obviously. So they do that. That's super, super true. And I had not even, <clears throat> I hadn't even thought about that fact, but you're right. I mean, with, with, <laughs> Not with podcasts, because we are the only Borderlands podcast, and, like, we are somewhere above casual, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Um. So, but I mean, like, we're not given any, like, you know, astounding, game-breaking, you know, new things. Mm-hmm. Um. But, like, but between, like, Discord servers and... YouTube channels and Twitch streams and shit. Yeah. And like, you know, even people, you know, tweeting stuff out with each other and everything like that. Yeah. 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 It's not, um, Oh, and I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, like people finding like builds on Reddit and stuff like that too, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it makes it really, uh, it, you're right. That does, it's it like feeds into itself and just helps make, make it better, you know? But like, yeah. like we said the other night, like this is not, I'm not super into doing the whole like crazy hardcore shit. Like that's not my, that's not my jam in video games. Um, I, what I like in, in games a lot is like feeling super powerful and, um, and just wrecking shit, you know? Um, so, so like your jam would be like farming stuff in mayhem 10 and then taking it to like mayhem (laughs) two. Or I mean, some, or no, that's, like that. that's, ex- no, I like having mayhem 10 stuff and wrecking mayhem 10 shit, you know, like, okay. like right now I've got a setup for my flack where I can go in and kill Gigamind in 15, like 15 seconds. seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, and that's really, really fun for me. But if I take that same build and I go fight, you know. Oh, you were talking about like Ista the other night. Oh yeah, like struggled against Ista hard, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, like it's a good build. It just it needs some, it needs some fine tuning, and it needs some 
I need to get some gear to balance around how to take out Ista, you know, and I need some right. stuff to make it a more well-rounded build, you know? No, that's totally fair. But, like, I'm not looking to do... I'm never going to be interested in, like, soloing the Guardian takedown on M10 in true takedown mode. That's not me. Right. I am, in, I am enjoying... Um, I actually have been getting more into doing the Malawan takedown lately because it's I'm finally getting to a point to where the gear there my gear is is fairly well balanced for there and it's still a bit of a challenge, you know, but sure. I enjoy it. So. Right. So so that being said then um you know what we're, we're, I'm going to wait on that and asking that. We'll get into it. So um the takedown was not like, so with the takedown came some other interesting things. There came some new weapons with that too. There came some new gear. Um, just as a heads up for you guys, we're not doing a going, going gun this week. Um, instead, we are going to be talking about these six new weapons that are in, um, that are in the guardian takedown. Drew, do you want to take the first one then? Yeah, I can do that. So the first thing, uh, and by the way, this is all, we're all just taking this completely from Mental Mars. Go check Mental Mars out. Please do. Um, They're a great resource. <laughs> yeah. You know, whitelist them on your ad blocker. Yeah. Um, all that stuff. For reals. Uh, so the first thing we're going to go with is, you set me up for this one. Like, I want to say it's pronounced the Asclepius. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A-E-S-S. C-L-E-P-I-U-S. I'm going to go with Asclepius. I'm either going to say, yeah, Asclepius or Ace or Aesopius. One of those two. Yeah, that sounds dumb. It does. I mean, either way, it sounds <laughs> dumb, but continue. So anyways, the uh, the Asclepius is a uh, legendary shield in uh, that you get from the takedown. Um, the red text says, always carry a small snake. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it gives you... Plus uh, 50% resistance to elemental effects while depleted and spawns two additional shield components like, you know, absorb or reflect or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, has an increased chance to drop from Anathema the Relentless. Um, she is the, well, they are the, uh, the mid, you know, the mini boss. Can you even call it a mini boss? It's like a mid boss. It is. You know? It's like a mid boss. Yeah. So, anyways, that. it's uh, it's made by Anshin. Um, it seems it seems pretty decent. Um, I don't know. Probably give it to. Uh, I don't know if it'd be good for anyone in particular. I mean, elemental resistance is pretty good all the way around. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, moving on, we have the Globe Trotter, which is basically if you guys have ever used the boring gun in this game, this is. Uh, this is like a good version of that. <laughs> yeah, similar but better. <laughs> yeah, similar but better. So yeah, it is the Globe Trotter. Um, the special weapon effects effect or the red text on that one is um Allenheim Institute Hernja Fire Mig, whatever that means. So Jolt did a video on it, and said that it's uh, something in Icelandic. I don't remember what though. That would make sense. It looks. It looks Icelandic. <laughs> it looks like gobbledygook is what it looks like. I mean, yeah, but that's, you know, looks like made up bullshit. Wow. We did harsh it up on Iceland. <laughs> so, anyway. <Suck> Iceland. <laughs> oh man. I, I think we actually have some followers in Iceland. For I'm just record. playing. I'm just playing. I'm I never, know. 
So anyway, so um, it does get increased splash damage radius because of this, and it fires three elemental saw blades that shoot uh, up after a set distance where they will explode in midair. Um, there is also a variant uh, uh, that is times six that consumes two ammo per shot where the saw blades bounce two times before exploding. So uh, once again, this has an increased chance to drop from uh, Scourge the Invincible during the Guardian takedown uh, on Minos Prime. So, and if I remember right, uh, it looks like it... Uh, yeah, if I remember right, this one can come in any any element, I think, right? Um, I genuinely don't remember. So, anyway, maybe it's just fire, but either way. So, yeah, uh, Drew, what, what else we got on there? First of all, what we got is... Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me... I gotta do one other quick thing here. Yeah, no problem. I'm trying to, I'm trying to see... Um, Super I'm trying to see professional streamers. <laughs> podcasters. I mean, I'm not. A, yeah. I genuinely wanted to see if we have ever had any downloads from Iceland. Wow. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> if not, then I could just shit all over them. Wow. Yeah, I can. No downloads <laughs> from Iceland. Suck it, Iceland. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So next we've got the light speed. It is a Hyperion grenade mod. Uh, it's always longbow. And on impact, it's going to shoot out additional grenades that travel further. So what you kind of want to do is like throw it at the, uh, at the enemy's feet and then have it like hit there to hit them and then, you know, hit um, stuff behind them. So, yeah. So, uh, and that can come in, uh, let's see, every element. Uh, Red Tech says, give me a parsec. Right. Ah. So, uh, nice. So, yeah. I mean, I would say oh, that I'm one. Sorry, and it has a chance to draw from Anathema as well. Right. So, that one, I would say, I mean, obviously, anything elemental is going to be good for Amara, just as long as you build on it. So, and, um, I would also say that that's probably going to be really good for Flak as well with it splitting. You'd have just that many more chances to get that proc for um, Megavore. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, going further, we also have... What else do we have? We have the Smog. Uh, the Smog is a... Uh, the Smog is an SMG. It is a Hyperion SMG. So... Uh, it gives your projectiles an amp damage increase while you're aiming down the site and your weapon shield is at max capacity. Um, so it basically doubles your damage output as long as your shield is undamaged, which is pretty sick. So, yeah. um, you know, it in the notes here, sick, does, but like, sorry, go ahead. Uh, in the notes here, it does say that Flak and Zane can easily utilize the weapon with their action skills, since Flax can use it with uh, when in fadeaway or when their pet is taunting, and Zane can hide behind his own barrier shield to protect this weapon's shield from taking damage. So, yeah, that seems like the ideal situation to me to mm -hmm. have the uh, the thing up, to have barrier up and be using it behind there. Um, frankly, though, like the damage is still not amazing from what I've seen. Um, the best, like with the we're and we're gonna get into this in a sec, but there was a bunch of buffs to other SMGs, and a lot of them are doing more damage than the smog is. Right. Yep. So uh, it does also <clears throat> come in at only, uh, any element there: incendiary, corrosive, shock, cryo, radiation, all that good stuff. So, and the special weapon effect on there says haze, 
amaze. <laughs> Haze amaze. Uh, once again, this is something that can drop from the Scourge. All right, so next we've got the Stinger. It's a uh, legendary pangolin shield. Where do I get all the shields and crap today? Oh. You did this on purpose. You were um, the one that set them up. <laughs> <laughs> so the um, the Stinger increases melee damage by 50% when your shield is full, uh, returns damage when being meleeed while you're shielded, um, has fixed components, Stinger, Melee Nova, and Spike. Um... So, you know, pretty solid for Amara if you're trying to do the Amara melee build, which can, frankly, like, use a bit of help um, in at endgame. Yeah. So it has an increased chance to drop from Anathema the Relentless. There you go. So, and last, uh, but po- possibly least, <laughs> we, we have the Web Slinger. So, obviously, if that was enough of a giveaway that this is a reference to Spider-Man, uh, the special weapon effect says, let's do this one last time. For those of you that watched Into the Spider-Verse, you know that that's kind of like, you know, a running joke throughout the thing. So, Drew, have you seen that movie yet? I have not. My family watched it, um, I don't know, a while, like quite a while back, and I was doing, I think that I was like out playing Magic or something. Bunch and- of jerks. <laughs> Even even my wife was like, "Yo, you gotta watch that movie. It's mad good." Nice. And she said yeah. it just like that because that's how she talks. Clearly. Anyway. For sure. So the reason it's called the Web Slinger is uh, it's so it's a Vladoff rocket launcher, and it's and uh, it slings a web of projectiles that have a chance to trigger Novas on scoring a critical hit. So. Yeah, it literally looks like you're shooting out like three things of silly string. Yeah. Like simultaneously that are like all swirling around and shit. Right. So pretty cool looking. Uh, it does not come in cryo, unfortunately. So probably not the best thing for Zane. Um, but yeah, no, looks pretty cool. And, you know, get to be Spider-Man in that whole thing. Speaking, speaking of uh, shout outs to that Spider-Man trailer in the PS5 event that came out recently. So hell yeah. Yeah, that looks cool. I anyway. picked up uh, the, I picked up the 2018 Spider-Man game. Uh, yeah. Game of the Year edition's on sale for 20 bucks right now. I don't know if it still is, but it was when I got it. <laughs> it was when I got it, so there. Yeah. So yeah, and those it, like, are... Those give are me the a huge new- flashback to, like, you know, playing Spider-Man 2 on PS2 and just swinging through town and shit. Right. Absolutely. So... Anyway, so those are the new weapons, or those are the new items that are in the game. Out, out of all of those, um, I would say that probably... I don't know... Out of all those, I would. What's that? Globe Trotter. <laughs> yeah, Globe Globe Trotter would be like the thing. So yeah, yeah, that would that would be that would be what I'd be looking for. Although although I think you could do some fun stuff with both the light speed and the smog as well. So yeah, depends on how you do it. But um, <clears throat> so those are some of the things that you can get from it. So um, kind of getting back into the takedown itself. So again, the first section we talked about a lot is the trash mobs from Decker to fail. And then there's an introduction to these crystal mechanics. So you defeat the first wave of enemies. And then there's these crystals that are there straight up for anyone that has played destiny, uh, especially in like, like destiny one back in the day, this is the same thing as like the rings that you need to stand on for vault of glass. That's, that's the same, you know, same thing. Stand there, defend these points. Don't let the enemies on them. Don't leave them 
that's that's the whole idea. So you've got to charge these up to move to the next area. So we do that. Um, there's kind of three consistent things that we run into. So the first section is the trash mobs and everything. And then the next thing after that is jumping puzzles, which I didn't think was going to be like nearly as in-depth as it was throughout the entirety of the takedown. And especially because, and I'm going to be honest, and she's going to hate me for saying this, my wife sucks at jumping puzzles. <laughs> she's really not good at them. <laughs> so... There were so many times where, like, back in the day when her and I would be playing Destiny and we'd be doing, like, a raid or whatever, and she would just, she wouldn't die to enemies, like, ever at all her bosses or whatever, but she would die to the jumping puzzles in between them, though, all the time. Which, so, so just so everyone has an idea of how this went down, we, well, actually, I guess I can, we can kind of recount this at the end. Yeah. Um, but. Because yeah. it was dumb. Hilarious story about, <laughs> about how this all went down yeah. when we played together. Right. So anyways, so yeah, jumping puzzle one, then the crystals, um, and the crystals we have, uh, we have guardians and then we have fortified heralds, which are like, have like big orb things on their heads that explode when they get an area. And those guys suck. Yeah. Um, and then your standard mix of wraiths and, and other guardians and shit. So then you go to jumping puzzle two, where you have the false well, and that's when you drop way down you like have to do the jump. You have to kill a bunch of guys, then do a jumping puzzle, and then fall down this chimney-looking thing, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. So you fall down that, and then that's when you've got Anathema, the Relentless, the mid boss. Yeah. That fight was a lot of fun. That fight was a lot of fun, and it took us a little bit to actually kind of like figure it out. Um, as 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 Drew's saying, the whole process of us finishing this thing was really weird and i know this sounds really dumb i found out a lot about myself as a person from doing this takedown yeah i yeah. bet you did because you you had a lot of time to reflect considering you didn't do a whole lot of playing during this no i didn't i was dying so much and i can't figure out why but it was super dumb and i was not excited about it but the thing that I found out was I was really good at coaching you guys about what to do and figuring stuff out. Be like, be like, all right, I got this figured out. You need to do this and you need to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah. I'm just sitting there viewing them in spectator mode. And I just like, was like, I would like die immediately almost in certain spots and then be like, all right, mechanics, here's what it is. I got it figured out. Do this. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Right. So then, uh, after anathema, um, whoa, 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 hold on. Let's, let's, let's talk about anathema and how it works a little bit. All right, so Anathema is is more is more jumping puzzles, but it's it's different than that because Anathema has a uh, has like a radiation orb that does or not an orb because because the fortified fortified heralds have orbs like on their heads that are like energy or whatever. Yeah, um, and, and Anathema actually, has like a radiation aura that like expands around it. Yeah, so. I want to, I, I know this is weird. I'm going to jump back a little bit because we really didn't spend much time on it. So, so in, in the crystal sections, so like I said, the very first area, you figure out how the crystals work. And the second one with the, with the fortified heralds, what it is and how it works is you have to stand by these crystals. Cause I'm assuming that some people haven't done this yet or whatever. You have to stand by these crystals. And you have to be within a certain area of them. It's like a square that's on the ground to charge them up. And you got to get all of however many are in the area charged up. Yeah, sometimes two, sometimes three. Right. 
So the key important factors to this are that there's the fortified heralds, which as Drew said, have like the big orbs on their heads. And those are the only spot you can really damage them. But if they get too close to you, they explode, they do a ton of damage, everything like that. And that's all they do is they just walk towards you and explode. They're kind of like, they're kind of like the suicide psychos, like on steroids, basically. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So um, the other big point about this is if you're, if you are on a pad, <laughs> if you're on a pad and you uh, like a crystal pad and you go to step off of it, eventually that will explode just of its own volition and do and do like a wipe. So, um, so once you start on one, you have to stay on it. So the idea and what we eventually figured out is the, the best way to go about it is for everyone to move onto one crystal pad, stay there, defend it as quickly as you can, especially because the more people that you have on it, the, the quicker it goes and then just move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. There's no, mm-hmm. there's no like time limit or anything like that on the takedown. So you might as well just, you know, be safe about it. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's that. And then that, like we said, that takes you to Anathema, which doesn't have any crystals or anything like that. So Drew, you were saying that there's kind of like an aura that Anathema puts out, right? Yeah. So Anathema has this radiation aura that's, uh, that'll, that'll mess you up real bad. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and the, the, it's, it's simple in that, stay away from the aura, you know, mm-hmm. but the thing is like anathema also has like these other like projections, um, like Anathema's shadow and yeah. they can also do a smaller version of these auras. And basically there's just five platforms that you kind of bounce around between. And when you are not getting shot, then or when you're not getting blown up by these auras, then you need to be shooting anathema. It's really, a super straightforward um like as far as mechanics go it's it's pretty straightforward it's just it can be tricky because you'll be in transit from one platform to another and then a shadow will move you know and you're like ah shit <laughs> right <laughs> you know, so, so you got to try and get to another one really quickly or whatever so. right right so the- funny thing about this jeff and beth were both dead for the majority of this fight yeah <laughs> so it was, it was it was it was just your boy here like but it was it man it was so helpful to have you guys spectating because like i'd go into fight for your life and you're like there's a dude right you know directly to your right you know mm-hmm. and so i'd be able to swing to my right and light him up and get up and keep going again um or like or you guys were also keeping an eye out for um like, like the oh, shadows. you gotta get off that platform yeah. you know and and i'd be headed to the next one they're like oh one just appeared there go to the next one or or go back to the one you were just on or or whatever it was it was a struggle but but uh but i pulled it off and and finished off anathema so that was nice yeah absolutely um that i mean the fight itself is really fun and i'm no nothing weird here that's kind of the that's kind of where we kind of landed all as a group is that these boss fights and the mechanics behind them. And even, and even the idea of the crystals itself, those are very fun mechanics, but they've been kind of ruined by, they were kind of ruined and put a bad taste in their mouth right off the bat about just the sheer amount of health that the mobs had. So, yeah, not only that, but like there was, there are some tricky things about the crystals because like we didn't realize that, um, 
if you start charging a crystal and then you hop off of there, it'll start to lose its charge. Mm-hmm. And if the charge goes down all the way, insta-death. Yeah, for everybody. It's just like a wipe. Yeah. So that that really... Like, I thought we were doing fine, and then all of a sudden we were just all respawning, and we we're like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. And, and, and I'll be honest, you know, part of that was, like, you know... Um, Part of that was just the fact that, um, you know, I, I, I'm used to that style of mechanic from destiny where it was okay. If you got off of like the pads and, you know, went and helped somebody else with theirs. So that, you know, so I was used to that anyway, but again, you yeah, know, we think, know that I think next time we, I think next time we do this, it should just be like all of us on one pad. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's the strats. So, so, and, and I think that's the idea. And, and again, I know we keep on talking about it, but there's, we know that they're going to be bringing down the, the health of those mobs. So that's fine. And we're totally cool with that. Well, I mean, we know that they're going to be at least doing the trash mobs. Like I hope, I hope they bring down the health of the, of the guardians and heralds and stuff too. Yeah. Um, cause like that's not, there's nothing really, in my opinion, there's nothing really rewarding about doing that part. You know, no, it's, it's, yeah, there's no, there's no, let me put it this way. There's no challenge between fighting something when the only difference is how many shots it takes to bring it down. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Definitely. So, um, so anyways, after Anathema, we got to crystal section two. So same thing, but with a bit more jumping involved. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's when uh, Jeff and I died. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so the first one, all of the crystals were on one area. They were on one, like plane, you know, just with like yes. yeah, like flat area, like stairs, you know, whatever. The other ones, this one had jumping platforms in between each one. So, and that was that was kind of a pain. Again, you know, we weren't doing as good as we could. Um, and I'm gonna get more into the whole dying thing here in a little bit too. But um, so at that point. Yeah, Drew and I both died, and we were doing the same thing that that Beth and I had done for Drew. We were coaching her through, being like, "Hey, you got, you know, like for for anyone that's watched, you know, um, for anyone that's watched any of the game done quick, you know, games done quick or anything like that." We were just like orb, (laughs) you know, like as you know, as like an orb guy would come out and stuff like that. So, so we we didn't know that they were fortified heralds at that point. You know, we didn't catch their name, so we're just like orb man over there. Yeah, exactly. So she went down a couple of times, but was able to get back up. She did a killer job. And we were hoping that at some point before the final boss after that, that we were going to get back up. Not so. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so immediately after crystal section two, then is, uh, an enemy is the final boss called scourge, the invincible martyr, which first of all, I hate that name. I hate it. <laughs> Because you can't both be invincible and be a martyr at the same time, because that's not how martyrdom works. I mean, you're you're not wrong, but like, I feel like you're getting hung up on that a little bit. It's like I know that they're trying to do things where it's like the idea behind the names that um, you know that these things have it's always something like just off, and it's like maybe we lost something in translation, but it's like all right, clearly. Within that name, we missed something large. I can't wait to fight, you know, Terry, the jumbo shrimp. Yeah, you know, exactly. 
God. Oh. <laughs> want that fight now, though. That sounds sick. <laughs> um, he's he's Cromrax's cousin. Uh, anyway so again we're gonna get into the mechanics but the scourge fight from what we could see (laughs) (laughs) looks really really fun you know lots of kind of in-depth mechanics about how it worked and everything like that um it built upon mechanics that we were already aware of and then gave good visual cues of what was coming next so Mm -hmm. Um, Drew, do you want to kind of talk about how the mechanics of Scourge worked a little bit? Yeah. So again, there's a, there's a lot of fortified heralds there and really it's, it's just a, it's a pretty standard boss fight. You know, there's projectiles flying at you and stuff like that. The really exceptional part of of the fight is whenever, um, Scourge would have Scourge has their own orb on top of their head or disc or whatever it is. Yeah. And it glows really really brightly before it explodes and messes you up real bad so the idea is to get behind the pillars that are there which is not which has been a theme in borderlands 3 you know just kind of hey stay behind the pillar avoid avoid shit it's been a theme since borderlands 1 when you're fighting the destroyer and he's doing the giant laser beam thing with his eye yeah hey guess what stay behind stay behind the pillar so um that's it's just a staple of the Borderlands franchise as a whole, I guess. Yeah. Um, Thick actually, Thick Filet, our boy, you know, friend of the pod, uh, actually had a really good point about when doing that part to try to get the other fortified heralds that are there to be on the opposite side of Scourge, so they are like walking into Scourge when he, when Scourge does his big orb explosion thing. Yeah. So like actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't know why we didn't think of that, but you know, we were just kind of in the, in the moment. And so Beth was like, you know, peeking around, peeking around pillars and picking off fortified heralds. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's <laughs> super, super cool fight. Um, really interesting. Uh, Scourge will also do this thing where they, you know, when, um, when Troy does his thing, shooting out the orbs that go horizontally and hor- horizontally, horizontally, <laughs> horizontally and vertically. Yeah. Um, Scourge um, has the same thing that only goes horizontally, but they're like, I, I don't even know how to describe them. Like razor, like interlocking the, razor kind of things. Well, they, yeah, they look like links from his chain whip thing. Yeah, there you go. So, um, so there's those which you kind of can step between or jump over or whatever. Um, overall, like the bossing is the is the best part of this. The, frankly, I really enjoyed the platforming too. Yeah. Um, I didn't I didn't mind that at all. Um, that was a that was a lot of fun. It's it's really just the the mobs that need to be fixed. Uh, which trash which mobs. they are. So. Right, right, right. Trash mobs and guardian mobs alike. You know. That's pretty much it. I when when we wrapped this up on Thursday, when we finished the playthrough, we kind of summed it up saying if they just like cut the mob's health in half and doubled the charge rate of the crystals, this would be a it would be perfect. You yeah. know? Yep. Absolutely. Like that's that's about it. So Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to getting back into it more, but as Drew said, I don't really have much of a desire to right now 
Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I am looking forward to doing it again. I just, until, until they adjust some things, it's kind of like, eh, you know? Yeah. Right now it's just difficult for difficulty sake. It's not, it's not fun for how we play borderlands, you know, right. and we're not, we're absolutely not disparaging or knocking anybody who's interested in that. Like go watch, you know, Garwood and Moxie and, and thick fillet and all these dudes, you know, right. solo this thing. It's, it's, it's really great to watch. Oh, that's another little tip. Like the doors, not really doors because they're like empty at the top. So yeah. go watch Garwood and Moxie and those guys, um, you know, yeah. slip right through the tops of doors. Speaking, speaking Wild. of, Speaking of Moxie, that was something that I heard that maybe this whole thing I heard from like his community that maybe this whole thing was an accident um, as far as like the scaling, because it seems like they might have actually made like regular like they, like they might have made the scale takedown like true takedown. Oh. And, and so like the idea is like, all right, so so you so so you and I and Beth were doing it, right? So, sure. so the, then the way that would work because of the math and how that thing works, then instead of having it on three player difficulty, it would have had it on three times four player difficulty. So it would have been 12 player difficulty. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so, would, so, like, so then if you, so then if you did it on like true takedown, you'd be doing it at four player times four difficulty. So it'd be 16 player difficulty. Oh my god! <laughs> that can I can just see that as like a thing. They're like doing it in testing and stuff, and they're like, they're like, why is this so hard? You're like, oh, you know, I think I tracked it down. I I I messed up a decimal. My bad. <laughs> yeah. I'll take care. I'll I guarantee. I promise I'll get it taken care of before it ships. Though I swear. Right. I swear. <laughs> and then they're like getting all the feedback, and they're like, Simmons, did you did you fix that decimal? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's yeah yeah totally. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like they were like they were planning on this before, you know, uh, before the Backstreet Boys reunion tour quote unquote happened, and then he's like, <laughs> sure. and then like all of a sudden like as soon as he's watching like people do it on Twitch, you know, as as this programmer's doing, he's like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I forgot <laughs> <laughs> the decimal. <laughs> uh, so. So, and even with all the uh, weapon buffs that we got, all the SMG buffs that we got, it was still, still, still hard, but, um, you yeah. know. Yeah, ex- excited for that. Um, so, because there were, you know, because uh, along with the takedown, there were some other patch things. Drew, you were, you were kind of the one that was telling me more about this, so, right? Was I? Yeah, yeah, you were telling me more about that, so. Just about some of the, well, first of all, I'll let you take the gun part of it, but there was a lot of stuff that happened that was really nice, which was uh, they fixed Fight for Your Life and made it better by adding... Um, so there's cooperative reviving, so that when one more than one person is reviving uh, a down player, they'll be revived faster, which is sweet. Um, they slowed We did the actually movement. get to experience that a little bit the other night, because there was one... Like, it only happened once, but there was one time where you were healing Beth, and she was about 50% health. Or, you and know, then 15% you revived, and then I hopped in, and then it just, whoop, and it, yeah. you know, finished that up quick. Right. So, um, they did also slow down the movement speed of the downed player, which was huge. I was really mm-hmm. happy about that, because you'd have to, like, follow people around and be like, stop moving! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many times have we done that in this game? Be like, oh. I'm trying to heal you, slow down! <laughs> yeah, so many. Uh, 
So, and then the uh, the radius of when that's being when that's interactive was increased as well. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that helps quite a bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. They did also um, add uh, what mayhem level of weapons are, which is uh, on the, on the weapon card, which is fantastic. That's super helpful. That's huge. You, I was able to get rid of so much crap. <laughs> yeah, really. So. Um, so yeah, and then they, um, had a lot of just like optimizations and other quality of life things, just, you know, lots of stuff that addresses, you know, stability and, uh, improved optimization for like menu and item inspection and, you know, all that kind of stuff. They made a lot of that stuff a lot snappier and everything like that. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. um, so kind of, kind of a lot of, you know, big stuff. So yeah. And then... Uh, let's see. Some yeah, the- some uh, one low light is uh three hundred percent above three hundred percent damage above ninety percent health. Anoint didn't work properly, unfortunately. So that's uh, that's a bummer. Yeah. So they quote unquote fixed that. So <laughs> yeah, kind of a bummer. So, but yeah, Drew, uh, what do we have as far as like the uh, the weapons and stuff? Yeah, so we had uh, we had some buffs, we had some nerfs. Yeah, yeah, yeah take the good with the bad, you know. Uh, first, oh, actually, first before we get into that, uh, Mayhem scaling has changed slightly. Also, they took uh, Mayhem ten. Mayhem ten previously was twelve thousand. Was uh, health shields and armor was at twelve thousand five hundred percent. Right. And now it's been adjusted down to ten thousand percent, and uh, the curve from seven to ten has been adjusted accordingly. Right. Um, so that's uh so that's um that's probably good because frankly it was like it was just all it was all it was all OPQ systems, monarchs, uh plague bearers, you know, backburners, all <laughs> yellow that cakes. stuff. Yellow cakes. Yeah. Speaking of the yellow cake. <laughs> yeah, speaking of, all right, so we'll get into the nerfs first. <laughs> Surprise! Uh the yellow cake was not working like it should have. Um what it did originally was the so the yellow cake shoots one projectile splits into two then splits those two into an additional two for a total of four if your yellow cake said that it did 40,000 damage for example the first shot would do 40,000 damage okay mm-hmm. then when it split into two those two also did 40,000 damage each right then when it split into four, those four would do 40,000 damage each. So you'd have 160,000 damage, not 40. Mm-hmm. Now it's been fixed to where, quote unquote, fixed to where it's how it should be 40, then 20, then 10. Right. So, which makes sense. We all kind of knew when we got our hands on the yellow cake that it was like, like this doesn't seem right, but I'm gonna play with this thing until until they nerf it. Because we called it. We called it when it came out. We're like, it's oh, yeah. gonna get nerfed. Yeah. Um But you know, yeah. it is what it is. Um yeah. the the other big nerf that we had was the Sandhawk. Um which yeah. was so the Sandhawk was according to them was creating too many particle systems, uh, which was creating issues with performance. So that's crazy. So uh, they did also make it, they did bring it down a little bit just as far as damage and everything like that. So, um, you know, it was, it was way too much damage compared to other sniper rifles. 
So they increased the cost of it from two rounds to three. Uh, and um, they've also removed two of the projectiles. But they did also, one thing that they did do was they also increased the accuracy spread on it. So to make up for the difference, uh, according to Gearbox, to make up for the difference for the missing projectiles, we've spread out the pattern so it still covers the same space. So you're having, in the same amount of space, you're having less projectiles now. So, uh, and they have lowered the lifetime of those projectiles as well, as well so they're not going to go as far, but the speed is higher. So it's like they, they nerfed it and overall it is a little bit worse than what it was, but it's still a pretty healthy sniper rifle overall. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's a big deal. Although um, honestly, I still think they should have just kept it as an SMG cause that would have worked a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Just like, look, <laughs> like if it was an SMG, then it would just have lower damage and you could just spam away and you'd use a fuck ton of ammo, you know, Done. but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the biggest hits that I took was the Chaosin. Um, mm. Chaosin was providing more power than intended. Um, accuracy impulse increased. So uh, according to Gearbox, its accuracy allowed players to deal pinpoint damage, then had the explosive damage afterwards. Yep. So they have the accuracy. Um, uh, it, it has more of a spread when you when you fire it. Um, the max accuracy has also been increased, so at full auto, the spread proved exceedingly tight. Um, they've increased that maximum accordingly. <sighs> that really bums me out um, for the simple fact that, like... Oh, sorry. They also reduced the critical damage and base damage, so the chaos and got buffs, or got nerfs all the way around. Really bums me out, because I had a chaos and that was, like, 6,000 damage or something like that. Which is already stupid high for Chaosin. Yeah. And then I and then uh I had the setup where it was the consecutive hits anoint, which <laughs> which on nice. Stackbot fadeaway flak is just bananas. Oh I Cause bet. like I would cause you would get the stacks from the initial impact and then stacks from the explosions as well. Mm-hmm. So I was just wrecking face with the Chaosin. Uh and now that thing is gone. I, I literally like when when I tried it out after the patch, uh, it just it was garbage. So I sold it. <laughs> right. It was because now I can't I, I can't get consecutive hits anymore. It's that's not a thing. So right. um, however, we got a whole bunch of uh, really cool buffs to uh, original in-game SMGs. And uh, here's what they are. It's increased weapon damage on the following. The Bitch, the Handsome Jackhammer, the Devoted, the Cloud Kill, the Tsunami, the Ten Gallon, the Ripper, and the Vanquisher. And they also increased bonus damage uh, while sliding on the Vanquisher. Yeah, and then it is also worth mentioning uh, that the the Ripper's damage is its melee damage, which is great because that was something that you and I had talked about, right? That was one of the things where it's like, hey, if you can't get this, then get then the Ripper was like the Ripper was like one of our you know affordable quote unquote kind of things to get, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So so um, so that's all cool. I keep an eye out on that. Keep an eye on that bitch. Those things are sweet. Um, yeah, they really are. Yeah, really, really um, good. Yeah, Beth was actually using one of those during the takedown too, and just wrecking face. So yeah, definitely. Um, so you and you, uh, just as a heads up, you get that from uh, Tyreen most of the. T- um, that's where you can 
farm for it is uh, from Tyrene. Yep. Um, that's a that's a solid farm because from Tyrene you can get the king or queen's call, the bitch, and the auto idol. So solid, right. solid farm there. Would, Not as time consuming as the Troy fight either. Yeah. Would still like to see some of those things maybe be spread out to other enemies so that you can, you know, have them a little bit more specific, but Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. But if you're just looking, if you're looking for stuff, then, you know, Tyrene's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Plus, plus if you're doing it on mayhem 10, then you've got a chance at quite a few world drops and stuff too. So yeah, absolutely. You know, that's pretty sweet. Um, I had to explain that to my uh, to my daughter the other day. She was I don't remember how it came up, but we were talking about um, about farming for gear in Borderlands and stuff. And yeah, and I explained to her. I was like, "Listen, I was like, if you wanted to sham in Borderlands two, you go to the bunker. The sham the the bunker would only pretty much only ever drop the bitch or the sham. That was it. Or or that one weird legendary head." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. Which is what but I got still. most of the time. But right, <laughs> I was like, so I was like, and like, you know, I was like, it's a one in ten chance to drop either one of those, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, even a even a bad sham is it, even like a mediocre sham is pretty good, you know. Yeah, if you're in the eighties or something, it's pretty good. I was like, but now, you know, if they've got three or four drops, then you have you know, a one in 10 chance for each one of those, you know, and then a 25% chance of each of those, you know what I mean? Right. She was like, Oh, okay. And I was like, and then there's the anointments and there's like 30 weapon anointments and 30, you know, other anointments. So now you're taking that chance and you've got a one in 30 of the anointment that you want. She was like, Oh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's simple math and the math sucks. So <laughs> Spread them drops. Yeah, spread spread the love of your box. <laughs> <laughs> we should so. make that a hashtag on Twitter in the B, in the BL3 community. Hashtag spread the drops. Spread the drops. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like someone that's trying to make like the next like rap. I I don't know, like rap or hip hop type thing. Like, I don't know why when you say spread the drops, like it sounds like run the jewels. Like, (laughs) it's like that. uh, It's like that key and Beale uh, sketch. We're like, I put that pussy on the chain wax. We're like, that's not a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, we're already getting close to an hour here. Uh, That being said, we're going to go over some of our, um, IGN and Gearbox and uh, lots of the uh, Borderlands content creators showed off uh, gameplay footage from the new Bounty of Blood DLC. And we have uh, just a couple of quick thoughts about it. Uh, and so we're going to go go ahead and go over that. Um, the very first thing it starts off with, if you look at it, it's about 15 minutes of gameplay, roughly. And the very first thing it starts off with is it starts you off in a brand new vehicle that we haven't seen before, which is called a Jet Beast. Well, I mean, we saw it in the uh, in the reveal of it on the Borderlands show, but yeah. we didn't really. We only saw like the model for it. We didn't get to see the movement or anything. Right. The movement on it is sick. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of like the uh, the boats from the Scarlet DLC. Yes, exactly. But like, exactly you know, a little a little bit tighter and everything like that. And they have kind of similar weapons with like the dual mounted guns and everything. Which for, like I know I know that the uh, on the playthrough they're only like level forty or whatever. But those guns were ripping shit up. Mm-hmm. I'm excited solid. to see. 
I'm excited to see if that's a multi-person vehicle or if it's just like, you know, one person. So oh, I hadn't it, even considered that. Yeah. It looks like it's big enough to where you could probably have at least on one other person in it. So I'm, I'm excited to see what it is, but it looks like a new vehicle. It's pretty cool. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, next thing is, uh, the music music sounds real good. Lots of kind of what you would expect from a, uh, Western themed thing, you know, a lot of slow guitars and stuff like that. Kind of, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to phrase it like that. Okay. But like, um, this soundtrack sounds like it's aspiring to be the soundtrack from Bastion. That's a good point. So I, I like that. And it's, so it's kind of, it's, yes, it is very Western and kind of folksy themed, but it's, it's like that plus some other stuff going on with it. That makes it sound really cool. Yeah, for sure. So, um, along with that, we have the narrator, uh, who's going to be narrating several things going on. We're not sure of the extent of the narration. We're not sure if it's going to be helpful or if it's just going to be only during the main and side missions or what it's going to be. It sounds really good though. And as Drew pointed out, uh, the narrator sounds like Roger Miller. If you don't know who Roger Miller is, if you ever watched the animated uh, Robin Hood that Disney put out uh, a long time ago. 1973. Yeah, 1973. He was the narrator for that or, you know, the rooster in that. And, you know, like the bard looster that <laughs> the loot, the looster. Looster. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to say loot and rooster at the same time. It didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The bard like rooster who was playing the loot. And that's who that was. It was an old, it was an old time, you know, country artist. So yeah. Anyway, Roger Miller um, saying uh, King of the road. Yep. So, um, so yeah, it sounds like that. It sounds really cool. It's very fitting for what it is. So yeah. I, I like it. Like I only, um, there's only a little bit of the narrator that you get to hear, but it just, I'm super into that <laughs> because mm-hmm. he's, uh, like, like spoilers, I guess. I mean, we don't really know what's going on, but like he, um, you, you like transition to this new area and there's like fireworks going off and he's like, word of the sheriff's demise got around to all the bandits in the Valley. You know, it's just like super, I've, I fucking dig the shit out of that. Yeah. So yeah, it works uh, really well. Speaking, speaking of which, something else, speaking <laughs> of something else we dig. <laughs> yeah. The environment looks wicked. Um, it's all, so it's, it's a Western, but all the buildings and everything that we've been able to see are all, uh, I'm not going to say Japanese, but like Eastern East Asian themed, um, you know, Chinese, Japanese, Vietnamese, whatever you want to, you know, in that, in that realm, just general Asian, um, architecture, which is cool as fuck. When you pair it up with like a Western themed, um, thing. Think like Seven Samurai and, you know, all mm. that kind of shit. Yeah. Super, super cool. I'm, I'm so in on that. Yeah. One of the things that I like the most is that you do have, so it does have that Western vibe where it's got lots of kind of rocky hills and plateaus and things like that. And, you know, everything is very kind of dusty and arid looking, almost as if you're looking at Borderlands 1 type landscapes. And then it's contrasted by the background having these like giant large mountains that are back there, like snow capped mountains and everything. And then 
Uh, yeah, it looks it looks like Xylorgos in the background. And, yeah, and, and and old school Pandora in the foreground with right. East Asian, you know, influence architecture. Yeah. yeah. And Nuts. the other cool thing too, then is that the landscape, uh, so, so that's the Western part of it. And then with the buildings and everything, that's obviously an, you know, more Eastern East Asian part of it. But then the other cool thing is that, uh, the plants that are in there, there's a lot of bonsai trees and things like that too. So that kind of feeds into it. So, so they did, it feels like they did a good job of combining those, those types of things together. And I'm, I'm a big fan of it. Um, yeah. One thing that's interesting, and we're not sure how it's going to work yet entirely. Uh, so there's these crystals that are a big part of the storyline, and you go through a cave that's got these crystals. The locals call it core, and at least that's what it sounds like to us. You know, C O R E yeah. core. So, and that has fueled some kind of industry that's been going on for a while. And core is is highly coveted. So one thing we do know is that like unobtainium or yeah. any other made up, you know, yeah. mineral vibranium. <laughs> yeah. So, so going along with that, um, one of the big things is one of the characters gives you these, this item called tech knuckles. And once he gives you that, you're able to punch these crystal, you know, the core crystals and everything. But the first time you use it, it's kind of interesting because what you do is you punch them. It, flies over somewhere and it hits a wall and explodes. So it's interesting to see how it works. Um, we don't know much more beyond that other than the fact that it's like, Hey, it's a highly valuable thing and it's some sort of gameplay mechanic, whether it be for damaging enemies or getting into new places, things like that. So it looks to me like it's mainly just like, Hey, tired of barrels, punch these rocks instead. That's actually Uh, a really good point. I hadn't considered that. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's really just a just a replacement for that, in my opinion. Um, and it it doesn't look like the tech knuckles are something that you need to like equip or like it's going to no. be in your inventory or anything. It's going to yeah. work similarly to how when you gain the ability to to punch the iridium crystal piles in Borderlands Three, you know, you don't have to mm-hmm. do anything for it. It just is. It just happens. So, um, right. So yeah. Yep. So there's that. Uh, <laughs> One little thing that I'm super, I, I feel so dumb nerding out on this, but you transition into this new area and the font <laughs> on, yeah. on the loading screen for the new area is fucking cool. It really is. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it makes me think of. It's three things that it makes me think of. So the font is a cool combination of fonts that you would expect in sci-fi movies Western movies and then runes like Nordic. Yes. Runes. Yes, exactly. That's exactly right. So, um, so that's, yeah. I, I don't know why I'm so hyped about that, but it just looks super neat. And it, and it's a very stark thing. Like in, in any other section of the game, when you transition to a new area, it's got the name of the area in the upper left-hand corner. And like a picture of the landscape, but here it's like the name of it is like front and it's, it's huge and it's front and center almost like in a movie. Yeah. You know, that's that's what I was thinking too. When you like transition to a new, you know, I don't know, like in, uh, like in the born movies, you know, it'll be like USA, you know, and just huge (laughs) text across there. So, and it, it kind of gives that vibe, but like with the cool ass font. So, right. 
Yeah, so um, one of the other things too is, and I'm not sure if this is going to be something going forward. I wouldn't mind if it was, but we've had, now that we've got the Guardian takedown as well, there's like jump pads in there. Jump pads also seem to be a similar form of travel in this one. Um, I like that idea. I don't want it to be overused. Mainly the thing is I don't want, like every time I go somewhere, I don't want to be like, ah, the only way I can get there is via a jump pad or whatever. So I've got to like, you know, drive someplace, get out, take the jump pad, get a new vehicle, drive someplace else. You know, like I don't want it to feel tedious like that because jump pads are cool, you know, <laughs> so yeah. I don't want to be yeah. like, you know keep jump pads cool. Don't overuse that shit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, speaking of which, though, that does uh, make me want to I kind of forgot to uh, bring up. There were some anointment buffs. Um in the in this most recent patch including airborne anoints so they've increased the uh, effectiveness of the airborne damage um while airborne damage critical damage and fire rate um so so that's good so that'll be helpful yep. for for the takedown and for uh this new DLC coming out mm-hmm. uh last thing that we've got to kind of talk about uh the enemies yeah look pretty much the same yeah um yeah, kind of bummed a little bit. The enemies, um, honestly, just look like kind of reskins of previous things. Like, there are uh, Saurians in here, but they're just called something different. And there's still human enemies in here, but they say different things. They say more western you know, type things, like, this town ain't big enough for the two of us and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I was reloading my six-shooter, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. But they're, they're still just, you know, outlaws and psychos and stuff like that, so... Yeah, right. and some of some of them do say the same stuff. Like I heard the whole Lieberman thing, you know. Yeah, yep. stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, chili recipe dies with me. Right. It'll be so. It'll be interesting to it'll be interesting to see where that goes, especially because I feel like they did a good job of making the enemies from the last two DLCs different. Like they brought back loaders for the first DLC and. Quite a few of the enemies in Xylorgos, while they are, um, while they have like human forms, they also have like weird tentacle forms and things like that they can do. Yeah, so super I feel like, unique. Yeah, I feel like they did a good job of making those different. So um, I hope that there's, I hope that what we saw is just a small taste and we're going to get something a little bit different as far as enemies go. Yeah, definitely. So. But yeah, that's kind of what we've seen so far. That DLC comes out soon, doesn't it? Doesn't it come out like the 25th of yeah. this month? Yeah. So So yeah, that's what's up with that. So when this releases, it'll be a week from today. Dang, will it really be that quick already? Yeah. Man, it's crazy to think about. So actually, maybe the next show that we do will be no, that'll be the one before. We'll have one more show before that. Mm-hmm. Which will give us, which will give us a week to go through and see what we think about the DLC and go from there, right? Yeah, that'll be great. Cool for it. And then we may or may not have something special for you guys coming up after that. Spoilers. <laughs> we're gonna have to talk. I don't remember what we're talking about. 
you should definitely remember what's happening the like you know shortly after oh that. oh yeah okay yeah <laughs> i'm like i have no fucking clue what he's ta- okay yeah no yeah i got you now <laughs> so anyway um big dumb dummy face yeah that's when we show off our new m- mascot Vaulty. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, not even Vault Boy or anything like that, just Vaulty. <laughs> Vaulty. Nice. Um, real quick, let me talk about if these I, other annoyment buffs. Slide fire rate uh, had a bug that it didn't work. Uh, action skill end <laughs> stuff have been buffed. Uh, fire rate next to mag bonus damage. All that stuff has had damage increases. And auto bear active incendiary damage uh, got a significant buff. Nice. All right, that's pretty much it. No going, going, gun, because we talked about six things earlier today. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you again next week. Good luck and good drops. Bye.